the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We've been looking at tragedy and lessons to learn from it. We're going to see that human inadequacy today is the conduit for God's power. Join us. This is Truth For Today. When I am weak, he is strong, according to Paul in 2 Corinthians. Welcome to Truth For Today. Pastor Phil Howard continues our study of God's Word, and human inadequacy is the subject, the conduit for God's power. Understanding this dynamic, easy to understand, tough to apply, but we'll do so anyway. Won't you join us? And then at the close of our program, we'll tell you about our Truth For Today listener celebration. Coming up November the 2nd. Mark it on your calendar and join us, won't you? Great food, great fellowship. It's all free, but we do need a head count. So we'll tell you more at the close of our program. Right now, here's Pastor Phil with today's broadcast. We're going to continue today Paul's theme that he starts in chapter 11 of 2 Corinthians. And it's, let me set it up for you once again. The contextual flow is this. False apostles have come in to the church that he started at Corinth. Came from Jerusalem, most likely. Jewish false apostles. They are ridiculing Paul, saying he's not an apostle. He doesn't have the credentials. And so Paul, in the midst of these accusations, and in the midst of this undermining, here was their philosophy. If we can discredit the messenger, we'll discredit the message. They're after the gospel. They want to undo the gospel. They want you to believe in a different Christ, a different gospel, a different spirit. And so Paul says, I feel forced to defend myself. And he goes, uses this phrase, bear with me acting like a fool. And that is, I'm going to boast a bit of what God has done for me. But he said, I know this is the behavior of a fool. Because Proverbs is full of this. A man who promotes himself biblically is a fool. So he's aware of that. We look at chapter 11, verse 30, that continues in this section we'll look at today. Listen to what he says. If I must boast... I will boast of the things that show my weakness. This is an astounding verse. It's totally opposed to anything a healthy man would do. You never show your vulnerability. You never show your weakness. You've got to show strength. You've got to be strong. And so here Paul does something that upsets the whole argument. Okay, I'm going to boast, but the main theme of my boast will be my weakness. My weakness. This is astounding. Here's the paradox. Here's the paradox. Is he strong or is he weak? Is he weak or is he strong? Well, he's both. 
That's the paradox. He's weak, weak, weak. And he said in 2 Corinthians 3, 5, who is adequate for the task before me? And he says, I'm not. But God, by his spirit, is enabling me to do it. But I'm telling you, I'm inadequate to do it of myself. I can do it with God's strength. So we come up with this formula that we said last week. Here it is. Charlie Orozco gets me to slow down so I can get the lines. Here's the line. Ministry is not the elimination of inadequacy. Just because God's using you, he's not saying you don't have any inadequacies. Areas you feel incompetent. But it's the divine empowerment of inadequate people. I mean, let's take the 12. 11 show up in the upper room. You wouldn't want a, one of them. I wouldn't want them as an elder, let alone my pastor. He had denied the Lord three times in Peter's case. The others all abandoned him the night of his temptation. They're all washouts. But show up in Jerusalem and I'll give you the power you lack to make up for your insufficiency. Is this true? It's the same men preaching in Acts. It's the same Peter. He still has problems. He still has weakness. But the power of God made him competent to do what God wanted him to do. And God's power in your life will make you competent to do all God saved you for. Three things I want us to look at in this chapter. Let me read it, then we'll lift out the points. I must go on boasting, though there is nothing to be gained by it. I will go on divisions and revelations of the Lord. I know, present tense, a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up, the word rapture, caught up to the third heaven. Whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man was caught up into paradise. Whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And he heard things that cannot be told, which man may not utter. On behalf of this man, I will boast. But on my own behalf, I will not boast except of my weaknesses. Now notice, underscored weaknesses every time we read it now. We're going to do it four more times. Though if I should wish to boast, I would not be a fool for I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain from it so that no one may think more of me than he sees in me or hears from me. Just the opposite of us. We're always trying to impress. Not Paul. So to keep me from becoming conceited, because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Twice in one verse. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. I believe that's the third time. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness. 
another time. So that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Which is it? It's both. I'm weak and I'm strong. The paradox. I'm reminded of R.W. Dale, a brilliant theologian of England, when he first heard Dwight L. Moody. Dwight L. Moody, if you know the story of the man, went to Chicago, got away from where he grew up on the farm, went to Chicago as a salesman, and became a part of a shoe business, and he was a very successful salesman. He became a major founder of the YMCA, one of their major fundraisers. Gifted salesman, but uneducated, couldn't speak English without slaughtering it, the grammar. And now he's in London holding a crusade with Ira Sankey. And great effects are happening. People are being saved. Kind of revival fires are being lit. And R.W. Dale, the brain, trained, I believe, either Oxford or Cambridge, high credentials, uh, just uh, kind of a renaissance, a brilliant man. He gets an interview with uh, Moody. And when he's talking to Moody, he said, Mr. Moody, I've seen the incredible effects of your preaching on the people. People are being saved. People are being moved. But he said, having interviewed you, I can see no connection between what's happening and you. You just aren't that impressive. Because the power of God was producing the effects. And it was using a weak man, according to Dale. He wasn't a brilliant man. And R.W. Dale leaned towards liberalism anyway. But he evaluated. Well, Pastor Phil will be back in just a moment to continue our message here today on Truth For Today. I'd like to remind you, though, that coming up Friday, November the 2nd, mark it on your calendar, we have our 2018 Truth For Today listener celebration. It's from 6.30 to 9.30, again, Friday, November the 2nd. The event is free, but we do require a headcount for the food. So we would invite you to register either by calling or stopping by our website, which I'll give you in just a moment. Great food, great fellowship. Pastor Phil will bring a wonderful message, and we even have an auction whereby you can walk away with some amazing items while supporting Truth For Today Ministries. So get a hold of us today. You can reach us at 510 799 3171. That's 510 799 3171. Or stop by our website, truthfortodayradio.com, and then click on the link that takes you to our 2018 Truth For Today listener celebration page. And you can register right there. You'll see the tab. All right, let's get back to our study now. Once again, here's Pastor Phil on this edition of Truth For Today. So you see this, Paul, the church at Corinth did not exist without him coming there. He preached there. He founded it. Only when the work is going do the false get attracted to come and destroy the work. The thing that we need to wrestle with, three things. 
Let's look at the problem of the thorn he mentions in verse 7. Two, I want us to look at God's purpose for the thorn in his life. What was God's purpose for this thorn? And thirdly, what was God's power for the thorn look like? What did the power of God do regarding the thorn? The problem of the thorn, the purpose of the thorn, the power of God for the thorn. The problem of the thorn. Who did the thorn come from? Verse 7. So to keep me from being conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelation. Who was it that wanted to keep Paul from being conceited? Satan or God? To keep me from becoming conceited because of my surpassing knowledge, greatness, this vision, this experience. A thorn was given me in the flesh. Who gave the thorn? God is the ultimate source. What was his means of doing it? He was going to use Satan. Just like Job. God was behind the testing of Job. But he allowed Satan to do the dirty work as it were. But it was the master plan of God. I will test my servant Job. I'll allow you, Satan, to touch him. You can touch everything he's got but his life. Don't kill him. He nearly did. He was a sick, desperate man. And God was the one that permitted, go ahead, Satan. You could kill his ten children. You could destroy his property. You could take away his health. Do it. Go ahead. I give you permission. The devil can't do any more towards you than God permits. God is in charge. He saw, sometimes we empower the devil too much. He can only do what God has planned and purposed. God can bring evil and use evil to bring himself glory. Remember Genesis 50? Joseph said, you meant to do me harm to his brothers, but God meant it for good. God was in the whole plan to sell out Joseph. God was there when he was in prison. God was allowing these jealous brothers to think they were going to kill him. God was in the Ishmaelites buying this Hebrew boy. God was there. God is orchestrating everything that happens to us. He ultimately is a sovereign in control God. Now the means that he brought it to Paul, the thorn, was he gave Satan, and Satan himself didn't even do it. He sent a demonic spirit, a fallen angel, to go and to torment this man. Uh, horrendous. And so what was the goal of this thorn? The means was Satan. What was the goal? And he says it twice. I will do whatever it takes to keep this man from falling into pride and conceit. Because you see, God lost angels and he lost the human race over pride. Satan said, I want to be like God. I will go up. I will go up. And so he was insubordinate. And he deceived one third of the spirit world, which is a vast number, to follow him. And what was his ambition? To go higher than God had ordained. 
the human race. How did we fall? Did we fall at a brothel? Did we fall at a pool hall? Did we follow? What did we fall? We fell for the offer of being gods. He knows that if you eat of the fruit, you shall become your own man. You shall become your own God. Nobody will tell you what's right or wrong. And you will experience evil for yourself. And isn't that it? We don't want to obey. It's hot. It's hot. The little child says, I want to find that for myself. And we've been eating the apple ever since. Because we want to decide what's good and what's bad. Because we play God. We bought it. And God lost the human race. And he lost one third of the angels. So now he's looking on this man that he gave exceeding revelations. So far beyond anything Paul can even describe. Uh, God knows that knowledge puffs up. He knows exceeding great experiences can puff up. And it's like God says, Paul, I'm not going to lose you to pride. I refuse to lose you. So I will bruise you. I will hurt you. I will make you realize your knowledge, your experience, your greatness is not enough. I'm going to make you be a man screaming out for help. I'm going to put a thorn from Satan to test you and torture you. I looked up the different views of what the thorn is. I found 12 views. I found a list in the Hendrickson series that was the most thorough list. And uh, don't laugh, but this is what scholars have come up with. And then I'll give you the five most common views of what Paul's thorn. What was the thorn? All of you think you're bearing a thorn probably. Because anything that's a pain or anything that's discomforting, we commonly, I've got, I've got a thorn in the flesh. And let me tell you this. It wasn't marriage. Paul wasn't married. And it wasn't mother-in-laws. So that, that's not in the list. And it isn't your children. The common things you bring. Well, if I just married better or my kids would do this. Here are the views. Some a bit absurd. But here, this is what the scholars have argued for. Epilepsy. Where they get it, I don't know. Maybe they think the trances, the visions, maybe he's out of his head. Whatever. Hysteria. This is a view. Uh, I give you the page number 416, 417. Hendrickson, 2 Corinthians. Uh, neuralgia. Depression. That makes sense. 2 Corinthians 1. I despaired of my life while I was in Asia. So it could have been a great bout of depression. That would be feasible. Uh, eye problems could be feasible. Galatians 4, you would have plucked out your eyes for me when you saw the infirmities I came to you with. So something must have been wrong with his eyes in that Galatians 4. At the end of Galatians chapter 6, he said, you see with what large letters I wrote the epistle in. So maybe eyes got infected, whatever. So some feel it could have been an eye disease. Malaria, leprosy, rheumatism, speech impediment. Some say because he was not seen as an eloquent speaker, maybe he had an impediment. 
I think it's more he didn't speak with the uh, rhetorical brilliance of Greek orders. He, he didn't come to be an order. And, but anyone, some takes it, maybe he had a lisp. Maybe he had a speaking impediment. Uh, temptation to impurity. Personal enemies. Punishment by a demon. I think the most likely, and he summarizes five most popular views. Depression. Poor eyesight. Epilepsy. No evidence of this anywhere. Enemies. Uh, the enemies were nothing new. Paul said this began 14 years ago. So he always was opposed. Demon visitation. Sure, this was the messenger that brought it. What could a demon do to us if God gave them permission? Well, I think, I think of several. Job being the classic example. What about Saul? Saul says, I'm being tormented by evil spirits. I need David to sing and play. And we would say, play my blues away. But whatever this demonic force against Saul in 1 Samuel 16, depression, um, whatever, he was in a bad state. Bring the boy, bring the boy to play me a song. I, I, I need this demonic spirit is torturing me. What about David? What about David that God rose up against Israel and he incited Satan to tempt David to number the children of Israel. Who did it? God or Satan? God's the ultimate source. God was displeased with Israel. He said Satan tempt him to count numbers. Tempt him. The man that has trusted me all the way. Because I'm fed up with Israel. I'm going to judge Israel. And I'm going to let their leader make a major mistake in my eyes. When you start counting the troops in the sight of God, God gets angry. That you might grow in Christ and find encouragement in the day-to-day lives that we lead as believers in Christ. It is a challenge to live in a dead and dying world, is it not? Especially knowing heaven awaits us. So it is a delight to be able to come to you on a daily basis and provide you with this encouragement from God's Word as we teach and train and, and preach the gospel of Christ for the glory of God and your good. This is Truth For Today, Pastor Phil Howard, taking us to God's Word that we might be mutually edified in grace. If you have questions or comments about the broadcast, maybe you would like to hear the program again. We have a couple of ways that you can reach us. The easiest, of course, is our phone number, 855-833-9864. If you would rather visit our website and work through the website, you can do so, truthfortodayradio.org. A lot of resource materials available there. Besides our podcasts, you'll also take advantage of the many other resources, books, and materials. It's all at truthfortodayradio.org. You can write to us at 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California, 94547 is our zip code. And as we conclude our time today, we would invite you to link arms with us financially and prayerfully. 
These programs come to you on a daily basis, and even our extended resource materials found at our website are available as you link arms with us, partnering with us financially and prayerfully. Whether it's a one-time gift or a monthly gift, no gift is too small, no gift is too large. Please consider how you might come alongside and partner with us as we continue to minister the gospel of Christ to the greater Bay Area. We'd love to hear from you. Here's that phone number once again, 855-833-9864. That's 855-833-9864. And our website, you can securely give a donation there as well, truthfortodayradio.org. And then we would also invite you to join us for worship. If you're not involved in a fellowship near you, consider this an official invitation to join us here at Valley Bible Church in Hercules. For directions and information, you can visit our website, truthfortodayradio.org, or again, call 855-833-9864. And then would you please mention that you were invited by the radio broadcast to one of our ushers? It would mean a great deal to us. By the way, as we mentioned earlier in the broadcast, you might want to mark it on your calendar Friday, November the 2nd. It is our Truth For Today listener celebration, a chance to enjoy some great food, amazing fellowship, and also an opportunity to help support Truth For Today ministries as we continue ministering to the greater Bay Area through the radio broadcast. Now, again, as mentioned, it's great food, great fellowship. Pastor Phil will bring a wonderful message. We even have an auction whereby you can walk away with some amazing items and at the same time help support Truth For Today Ministries. Here's the phone number. It's 510-799-3171. Or stop by our website, truthfortodayradio.com. Click on the Truth For Today listener celebration banner, and then you'll see the register tab right there on the right-hand side. We'd love to see you. It is a great opportunity to get a chance to mingle with those of you who make Truth For Today a daily part of your growth in Christ. We hope to see you next time we get together for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.